1: Good
2: morning. I am Ron Wilson. I am your personal yard boy. We are talking about Uh 22 days away from Christmas. That's right. Three weeks from today will be Christmas Eve. And you know who's going to be here on Christmas Eve? Dan and me. Aren't we, Dan? I'll be here. I'll be here. We'll be here still talking about yarding on Christmas Eve. Uh, so, yeah, we, we stick with you right on through the uh, holiday season. And then, of course, uh, kicking off 2023. Can't wait to see what 2023 breaks. Always exciting to see. I, always, uh, I look at the end of the year. I've always said this. End of the year is kind of cleaning off the slate. You know, we get snow in here, which Joe Strecker, who, by the way, is off again uh, this morning. Uh, I think take- he's in hibernation now. He's been taking a lot of time off. I don't know. Uh, but he's well deserved but he, he's using up his vacation so he is off this morning um, but uh, does not like the snow. but you know when I when I look out there and the seasons we shut down the cold cold weather moves in and everything goes dormant except for those evergreens. remember you got to keep watering those evergreens because they never totally go dormant um, And then the snow comes in and covers everything up. It's like a it's like mother Nature just kind of cleansing everything off, clearing it all off the white blanket over the top. You know, and then we work our way through the winter, kind of clean things up. And in the springtime, things start to come back again, and we start it all over again. So during that time, January, February, before we get into the first of March, you know, we're talking about yarding and things we're going to do and new plants and new ideas and new landscaping deals and, and, and all kinds of great ideas and, you know, whatever we can to get ourselves fired up. And those two months are great months for you and me, and even all of us in this industry, uh, to sharpen the axe, so to speak, and uh, attend classes and workshops, get out those gr- books. I'm telling you what, we are so blessed. I say we in the in the gardening industry, uh, as gardeners and yarders and landscapers and whatever it may be turf care, we are so blessed with so many great books that are available today for us to read. That are well written by folks who specialize in what they do And you know, there's so many specific books You know, I remember when I when I first got into the, uh, you know, in, in college um, Focusing, you know, now on my landscape horticulture career You know, and of course we had our books for, uh, for perennials We had our books for uh, woody plants And of course a book for perennials was not very big at that time uh, because perennials just weren't very hot. You had a few perennials out there at the garden centers, and that was about it. You know, you got a, your your typical hostas and daylilies and peonies and a few other things, and that was it. And, boy, look where that's exploded today. But point being is, you know, reference books, um, as I look back, and I still have my books from college from all the way back there. They haven't fallen apart yet. Um, they're that old, though, um, that, you know, I had my, my ID books uh, that we use for class, and then um, I have one from, Reader's Digest was called A Landscaping Guide, and it was a great book for landscape design and and, and had covered all kinds of things. Uh, and we actually used that for a class, um, which was outstanding. And then I had Wyman's ency- Gardening Encyclopedia, Wyman's Gardening Encyclopedia. And that Gardening Encyclopedia was like the Bible. And it covered about every, anything and everything when it had to do with plants. So you had, you had that, and then you had a few other select plan, uh, books here and there, obviously, that were, had been written out there, but not much to choose from. And and I still have all of those. I still have that Wyman's book. And I was, that was, like, you carried that around. That was your Bible to, for reference. Of course, you didn't have Google and Network and all that back then. Um, so that was your reference book. And it's amazing today what is available out there. And, you know, we've had so many great authors on our show, gardening experts, landscaping experts, experts um, that, who have written books that, uh, I have read. And of course, when we have them on, that means that I've read it and I approve the book. And I think it's an outstanding book for you because I'm sure there's some out there that may not be so good, but, um, but so many to choose from. So again, you know, uh, I will have Joe post this, but I always put a, a list together of past books that we have had on our show, um, and authors that, uh, that I highly recommend. And I'll get him to put post that next week if we can. So you'll have that list, but, Point being is for Christmas presents, you know, if somebody's looking to buy you something, um, that's, a, that's a great gift. So give them a list of some of the books you're interested in reading, some of the to specialize in whatever it may be. Uh, and, and the other thing I, w- I would look at too would be uh, if you're looking for something and in you're a in your gardener, let them know what your local favorite independent garden center would be or two or three. Maybe you have a couple of them that you shop and ask for a gift card or a gift certificate. What a great Christmas present because then you've got a gift card that you can show up and uh, throw that out there and buy your uh, tomatoes and peppers or annuals or whatever it happens to be. But what a great gift. But books are the same way. And there's, again, like I say, so many great ones out there. And then, you know, we try to keep folks uh, posted locally here and updated as far as what classes are being offered over the wintertime and workshops that are available through the extension, uh, whatever it may be. A lot of the garden centers will have their own classes over the winter time that you can attend. And learn more over the winter, and so you're you know a little bit better prepared as we get into the spring season. So use, as we get through the holiday season, use January and February, which I do too, um, as your couple of months to be able to sit back and just kind of make your plans, do your reading, sharpen the old axe, and uh, get yourself ready for the spring season. And I tell you what, um, I've noticed all of a sudden, um, and we get notifications, uh, PR releases about new books that are coming along. Um, a lot of new books coming along, um, that are different from what we have, t- we've had on our show in the past. So we'll have a lot of those books, new books coming up as we go through January and February and have those authors on our show as well, as you'll be able to share from, uh, with them and hear about their expertise and, uh, and consider their books as well. But I just always look at, you know, we do the Elfster thing in our family where, you know, you get, you, whoever gets into it, you get one name and you buy for that person and there's a budget. I always have books on mine. Uh, and and not just gardening books, but other kind. I, I love I love books, but um, but but again, great great gift. And again, garden cer- gift certificates for your local independent garden centers, uh, absolutely outstanding as well. So keep those in mind when folks are asking you what you'd like, or if you're looking for something to buy someone for Christmas, and you're not sure what to get them, and they have their own home. Maybe it's a young couple just getting into their home, or whatever it may be. You know, folks do plant flowers during the season, plant their vegetables, or whatever it may be. Uh, they would probably like a gift card from an independent garden center as well. So keep that in mind for them. Uh, Wild Birds Unlimited. We have Monica Brubaker on here. You know, talk about dinner and a show. You know, if somebody's not feeding the birds, set them up for, uh, with a bird feeder and maybe a, a monthly or a weekly delivery of bird feed um, that would carry them through the wintertime so that they would be able to enjoy those uh, the bird feeding as well. So, again, so many great gifts out there for you for the gardener. For someone who may be a full-time gardener, part-time gardener, getting new into the gardening, so many great gifts that can be available for you for the uh, garden or for the Christmas season. Um, bird feeding. I tell you what, I still and you've heard me talk about this glove, Bionic Garden Gloves. I still think they're the best garden glove out there. There's there's so many great gloves on the market today, very expensive gloves, but this is a sheepskin padded hinged. They're $49, bucks. i will tell you up front. And you can only order them. I don't know anybody that sells them in retail through the uh, through their website. And it's bionicgloves.com. And I just got a new pair the other day. Um, I don't wear gloves very often, but I do keep a pair of those on hand for certain situations. And uh, so I just got a new pair. And uh, boy, they feel so good when you put that new pair on. But they're washable. You let them air dry. You wash them with soap and water the air dry go right back in the form fitting on your hands they're like a uh, golf glove or a you know the driving glove and they're absolutely outstanding and they're approved by the uh, arthritis foundation as well if you have arthritis in your joints and you start to garden and it starts to get uh, you know a little tiring these actually help your joints out a little bit uh, with the hinging and the padding that they have in the glove it's called bionic garden gloves so again Just one of the many things that are available for you if you're looking for Christmas gifts and Christmas being 22, count them, 22 days away. And you're still looking for something to get the special person out there. And if they're into uh, working outside or whatever, there's so many great things. Visit your local independent garden center. We'll talk more about uh, gardening gifts, including, you know what my favorite is when I love to scarf up and, and give away for Christmas presents, amaryllis bulbs and amaryllis kits. And not so much for planting up for the holiday season, but for planting up for later this for for winter color. So that you start to pot them up at the holiday season. You pot them up around Christmas time. uh, Give them two or three, and that way you pot them up. Pot one up; it'll start to flower for you in about six weeks. Pot a second one up about two or three weeks later, and a third one two or three weeks later. Three amaryllis kits will carry you through the winter season and into the spring with great winter colors. And it's so easy to do. Paper whites are in that category as well. Uh, they don't last as long. They're quicker to flower. So you throw some of those in there as well. But boy, I'll tell you what, amaryllis kits. uh, Folks will thank you for them when you get give them to them at Christmas. They'll say thank you. But then they'll call you back or send you a card and thank you again when that thing's in flower. Guaranteed. Hey got a special guest coming up today and you're going to enjoy this. Coming up in our next hour. We have Dr. Dan Herms is going to join us. And Dan is uh, – got to Google him sometime. If you want to learn more about Dan, you'll, you'll take about five hours to learn all the great things that Dan Herms has done over the years, including working with Buggy Joe Boggs. Uh, but Dan Herms is from Davey Tree. D-A-V-E-Y.com is their website. Dan's been doing a lot – he's done a lot of research over his uh, career. And according to Dan – and we've known this coming along, obviously – Watching um, climate change and our zones continuing to warm and warm and warm, what's going to happen 25, 30, 40 years down the road to the existing plants and the existing insects and, and, and more in our zones as we continue to warm? Will things change over time? I mean, you know, some plants, if you look at where they're hardy in different zones, you know, tell you like zone four through eight, so they can only tolerate eight. They can't tolerate nine. But what if all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the zone is starting to change and getting warmer and warmer. Will those trees continue to last 30, 40, 50 years down the road as things get warmer? How does that affect these trees? And how does that affect our insects and other things in our yards and gardens? And Dan's done a lot of research about that. And he's going to talk to us today, looking at his insight on Plant hardiness zones as they continue to push northward and get warmer all the time. What will our current trees, how will that affect them? Will they change? If they change, what should we be doing now as far as planting for the future? We all know that one of the best ways to to help combat this is planting a tree. But which are the trees to choose at this stage? And Dan's got an interesting, very interesting insight here with all the research he's been doing and he's going to be with us the entire next hour. You don't want to miss that one. 800-823-8255. That's our number here in the garden with Ron Wilson.
0: Green thumb or not, Ron can help at 1-800-823-TALK. This is In the Garden with Ron Wilson.
3: Gary Sullivan with another remarkable odor exit story. Mary's sump pump went out and her basement floor, had an inch and a half of stinky water. She removed the water with a wet vac, then sprayed the odor exit concentrate on the entire area. Then used a commercial grade blower to dry the area, attaching an odor exit AQM pouch to the blower to remove the mildew smell. She sprayed the carpet with odor exit concentrate and the odors were gone. Odor exit. Eliminate odors. Visit odorexit.com. That's odorexit no e dot com.
2: Hi Ron Wilson here for Ankers, a natural pain reliever handmade in the USA since 1982. Aids the body's natural healing process, eases pain from a variety of aches, sore muscles and joints, arthritis, cold, sinus allergies, flu, headaches, and so much more. I've been using Ankers for years to help relieve my aches and pains, especially my sore feet. To order or find a retailer near you, visit unkers.com That's U-N-K-E-R-S dot com. Get yourself anchored. Looking for an easy way to boost
3: your home's curb appeal? Well, let me give you a tip. A new Clopay garage door can transform your home and be installed by a pro in less than a day. From the classic charm of a carriage house door to sleek, modern designs in steel and wood, a Clopay garage door will refresh your home and increase its value. Browse a wide selection of door styles and find a Clope dealer near you by visiting clopaydoor.com. Com. When it comes to your plumbing and drain systems, maintenance is the key if you want to keep it working right. Hey, Gary Sullivan here from my friends at RotoRooter Plumbing and Water Cleanup. If you like to do your own maintenance, check out RotoRooter.com for helpful videos, blogs, and seasonal information that'll allow you.
2: Welcome back here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll free number would be 800 823 8255. We're talking about yarding. Don't forget our website. It's ronwilsononline.com. We continue to post things there for you every week. Um, and we will continue to do that right on through the winter. So always check it out and scroll back to look at all the things that were posted in the past. All kinds of great things for you. Um, our uh, Rita Heikenfeld this week, uh, recipe as gifts. She's doing gifts for the from the, from the kitchen, things that you can make uh, that you can give away. And this week is cranberry pistachio chocolate bars um and of course it's got obviously roasted pistachios in it um but it's uh, extremely good dan again gives it a three thumbs up uh he didn't give her, she didn't give him very many pieces um uh, knowing that dan's watching his health uh but uh, he loved it and wishes he had more but it's cranberry pistachio chocolate bark um very easy recipe as Rita's recipes always are uh easy to do and very very tasty and again, you can find out on our website at ronwilsononline.com. Our plant pick of the week this week, well, of course, what do we have? Last week it was what? The live Christmas tree. And hopefully you got out and got your live tree this week. I, we went and got ours uh, last weekend. And it's amazing how that live Christmas tree shopping trend, you know, how, how you know, when you buy that cut tree has changed over the years. When I first started in this business, back when they still had horse-drawn wagons bringing the uh, the cut trees in, you know, you set up you set up the Christmas trees and had everything to go on the weekend after Thanksgiving. That was the setup weekend, all right. And then that week, you finalized everything. You started to see people trickle in, and the first weekend in December, which would be this weekend, is when it would start to kick in, and folks would start coming. And of course, they like to shop at nighttime. And so, about a ten-day, two-week period, two weekends, the week in between. Um, that was your, that was your big time. Now it's the day after Thanksgiving, man. Black, what is that? Black Friday. They're out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, having at it and, uh, and scarfing up those cut Christmas trees. So, uh, it was interesting to see so many people out, but that's a good thing. And so far it looks like, uh, cut Christmas trees and live Christmas trees with a root ball on the bottom. Uh, sales are looking really good right now from all the garden centers I've talked to. So thank you for making that your holiday tradition. It should be everybody's holiday tradition, unless, of course, you have pet issues with the live tree, or you have issues, uh, allergies, or whatever it may be. Totally get it. I understand that. But boy, if you don't, you need to make that live tree cut or with a ball on the bottom or roots on the bottom. Uh, your choice, your holiday tradition, because it's it's the way to go. But what is the next, next most recognizable holiday plant that's out there besides the Christmas tree? Well, it's the poinsettia. And, you know, you look at Ponsettias today, there are so many selections, so many colors, so many variegated and whites and they even have yellows and oranges and maroons and you name it, they got it. And, of course, a lot of floral area, uh, um, um, floral shops and some garden centers as well that sell plants, uh, Ponsettias, um, are also offering painted plants. Poinsettias. So if you have a a color scheme in your home or your your decorating area and you have a color scheme and you would like your poinsettias to be a a purple with sparkles on it, well, they can do that for you. They now have floral paints that they can spray paint those bracts, change the colors, put a little sparkle on it for you, and make the colors of the bracts whatever you want to match your holiday theme, do I like that? Mm, no, doesn't do anything for me. But it is available for you if that's what you like using the poinsettias um, as part of your uh, indoor decorations. Of course, if you do use poinsettias, remember um, that they are you know very sensitive to cold temperatures. So if you pick them up, and, you know it's a cold outside. Make sure they are wrapped and protected. Put them in the car, a warmed up car. Take them right home. Don't go shopping and leave them in the car doesn't work. We'll talk more about Ponsettias, talk more about our website, Taking your calls at 800-823-8255. It's all happening here in the garden with Ron Wilson.
0: Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden and he's Ron Wilson.
3: talk about a lot of products that can make your life easier and I use and love Tear Mender. It's been around since 1932. It's an adhesive to repair tears in all types of clothing, fabrics, leather, vinyl, footwear, and buttons. Tear Mender can also repair canvas awnings, tents, carpet, and fabric furniture. It's one product you've got to have around your home and it's a must-have for all your winter projects. Tear Mender is available at your local hardware store, Amazon, or find a store at TearMender.com and more great make-do and mend solutions and ideas. When the weather Tear Cold, your plumbing system can really take a beating. Hey, Gary Sullivan here for Roto Rooter Plumbing and Water Cleanup. If you experience frozen or burst pipes this winter, Roto Rooter's expert team can repair the pipe and clean up the water damage. And if you have vulnerable pipes in crawl spaces, garages, or beneath pier and beam homes, Roto Rooter can offer solutions to protect and winterize those pipes before the next deep freeze. Schedule an estimate and service call at RotoRooter.com or call 1 800 GET ROTO
2: welcome back you're in the garden with ron wilson again that toll-free number 800-823-8255 talking about yarding. 22 days until christmas three weeks from today will be christmas eve and we will be with you on christmas eve talking Where is about where's the yarding. time gone this year it's just flown by i tell you and you know and, and you know danny and joe and i always talk about once you get to halloween uh, the next thing you know, you're Thanksgiving. Once you get to Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. Once you get to Christmas, you got New Year's the next week. Then the next thing you know, you know, it's Valentine's Day, uh, Groundhog Day, then Valentine's Day, then we're back into spring again.
0: And after that is my birthday.
2: And then, of course, don't forget Dan's birthday in March. Don't want to forget that. We'll keep reminding you as we get closer to that. Send those cards, gift cards, uh, cash, uh, you know, whatever. Small unmarked bills. Small unmarked bills, but uh, we'll keep reminding you as we get closer to uh, his birthday in March. So you'll be able to send those cards. Talking about yarding, of course, uh, our website, ronwilsononline.com. Plan of the week this week uh, is Poinsettia, otherwise known as the Flores de Noche Buena, or uh, Flower of the Holy Night. Great history behind that if you've never read it before. Uh, Google it sometime and uh, talk about it. You just read about the history of the Poinsettia. But I think what's really interesting about this twofold, one is that, remember, those aren't the flowers on the top. Those the flowers are those yellow, the yellow flowers right in the very middle of the bracts, or those leaves that turn a different color, and they are light sensitive plants. So as the days get shorter, um, those top bracts turn colors, uh, and that's what it does. Like when it, it's a it's you know it's a native plant. You get down in Mexico, you know it's it's a growing everywhere. They use them as landscape foundation plants in zones I believe about uh, ten and warmer. Um, as a matter of fact, poinsettias at one time was the number one grown plant in containers because not only were there hundreds and thousands, probably millions of them being grown for the holiday season, but they're also grown as a landscape plant in many areas as well. Um but the the colors change obviously because the days get shorter, it's light sensitive and those start those bracts start to turn a different color. And some you know if you've never tried it before and you have a Ponsettia this year, I'm um, giving it a try. See if you can get it to do that next year. As a matter of fact one of the banks uh, I would happen to walk in the bank yesterday that I, I I visit and uh um they have had this big plant and I never really paid any attention to it right by the second exit door the you know you walk in first set then there's the second set this thing's been sitting there all year smaller leaf nice dark green it's probably 24 inches high and wide looks great but I finally realized as I was leaving yesterday that it was a Ponsettia that they had gotten during the holiday season last year and just left it sit there. They clipped off all of the red, I'm assuming it was a red, uh, red flower, or the bracts, and just let it grow. And it's a great, you know, it did great. It loved the spot, Uh, looked nice, a little smaller leaf, which which is why I didn't recognize it at first, but no color. And even though the days are getting shorter, all right, um, you have to help it out because in the bank, The overhead fluorescent lights where this plant is stay on all night. So it doesn't get the eight hours of daylight, you know, 14, 16 hours, whatever, of darkness. So that throws it off, and it won't change colors. So you've got to give it. So you have to help it out. So, you know, a lot of folks, when they do this, um, they'll put it in a room. If you have a room that's got like an east-facing window that gets really bright light, because you have to grow it like a house plant, and it needs bright light to grow. Uh, but then the sun goes down. There's no lights being turned on in that room uh, at nighttime, so it gets pretty much the 8 to 10 hours of sunlight. It is dark the rest of the time. It'll change for you naturally in there. But if you don't have something like that, then you've got to get like a black heavy-duty plastic bag, and at the end of the 8, 9, 10 hours, you cover it over with a bag and then take it off in the morning so that it does not get subject subjected to um, any of the any of the lights that you would turn on on lamps or whatever at nighttime, you have to do that, or they won't turn colors. Uh, but it can be done, and you know if you've never done it before, do it once just to say you've done it. Um, it's you know it's a it's a lot of work. Uh, that's why I look at poinsettias and say they're really a throwaway after the winter season because even if you lose, if you, let's say you mess up, and, and the thing about poinsettias when you when you're taking care of them is you don't want to let them dry out. Good even moisture, not wet, but good even moisture. You soak them well, let the water drain through. Don't sit in the bottom. Getting pretty close to drying out, soak them again. But don't ever let them totally dry out. Once they do, and those leaves start to curl and a little bit, they're done. They're toast. They fall off. They're gone. All right. But it's usually the bottom leaves and the bottom green leaves that fall off. So a lot of times, those those bracts, the colorful bracts on the top, will stay on the plant. Right on through the winter season. They're the last thing to drop. So if you lose the green leaves, it still keeps hangs on to those. And sometimes if you have that uh, foil wrapper around the bottom, you know, it kind of sticks up a little bit. It kind of helps to hide where the leaves fell off because we you messed up the, and you forgot to And I do that. I, I've done that. Trust me. We've all done that. But, you know, they, the, the top ones don't fall off. So they can give you good color all winter long. So it's another way to have some, a little bit of brightness in your home over the wintertime. But keep good, even moisture in there. Not soggy wet. Never let water sit in the bottom. And they'll last for you. And then in the the springtime, when the weather breaks and you're starting to plant your annuals outside, you can pot that up in the next size pot, uh, cut it back and about half, put it outside, feed it on a regular basis. That thing will grow like a weed. It'll get pretty good size. Then you're going to say, well, how do I get back in the house? I had that happen a lot uh, because it's so big. But then you bring it back in in September. You start the process in September of limiting the daylight hours. Um, to the eight, uh, maybe nine, ten hours at the uh, max. And next thing you know, those things will start to change colors. And once it really gets serious about starting to change colors and you can really see it, then you can stop doing that, you know, so that you get to Thanksgiving, you're pretty well done. And now you can enjoy it for the rest of the holiday season. Uh, but anyway, Flores de Noche Buena, our plant of the week. Uh, and of course, the second, second, as far as I'm concerned, most recognized holiday plant next to the live cut. Christmas tree, and again, the history behind this thing is great. Robert Joel Ponset, who was a uh, the U.S. ambassador to Mexico back in the eighteen uh, hundreds, uh, brought this plant back to the United States when he saw it down there. He was a he was a, he was a botanist, I think, himself. He took it back to the U.S., gave it to some friends, John Bartram and uh, Robert Boyst. They started growing it. Wilbert Prescott named it the Ponsettia after uh, Joel Ponset, um, and then the John Ecke family. I believe they were on the West Coast, and they're still doing this today, began grafting and breeding better, fuller, sturdier colored Ponsettias, and the marketing for the plant became the holiday favorite. And I think today the Ecke family holds over 500 patents for their different types of poinsettias alone, uh, making the poinsettia the holiday favorite that it is. By the way, December the 12th is National Ponsettia Day, which happens to be the date of Joel Ponsett's death in 1851 and it's because of joel that we have this plant today as a holiday tradition quick break we come back we'll uh, talk to you uh, at 800-823-8255 also want to remind you coming up at the top of the hour special guest this morning dr dan herms will join us from davy tree it's dot com is their website uh, i'm not going to tell you all the stuff that dan's noted for because i would go on for half of the segment uh, we're going to keep him for the whole hour uh, but he's done so many great things. Lots of research over the years. He even worked with Buggy Joe Boggs at one time. Uh, but lots of research over the years, and is now bringing to light as the zones are changing. You know, our climate zones are changing. You know, we were at five, now we're at six. Who knows where it's going to be in another ten or twelve years? Those are based on obviously your your coldest average winter temperatures, which continue to warm all the time. Planting trees, and you hear me talk about planting trees every show. Get out and plant a tree or two or three. One of the best ways to combat uh, climate change and to help out Mother Earth. But the kicker is, are we planting the right trees as your zone continues to warm that will still be there 25, 30, 50 years from now? Dan has some very interesting insight on this with all the research he's been doing, and he will join us in the next hour. Again, if you want to learn more about Dan, just do Google Dr. Dan Herms, H-E-R-M-S, Uh, you'll read about him for about three hours. Great guy, and we look forward to having him on and hearing what he has to say about this climate change and how it's going to affect our plant palates, insects as well, and a lot of other things too. Coming up at the top of the hour, but in the meantime, you and me talking yarding at 800-823-8255 here in the garden with Ron Wilson.
0: Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden, and he's Ron Wilson.
3: The Jaws, the Just Add Water System, wants to have your home sparkling, clean, and ready for the holidays. And you all know I love Jaws Glass Cleaner, and they have so many amazing products you need to try. A great way to get started is with the Jaws Ultimate Kit. Or, for a limited time, get their new holiday caddy pack that has four essential cleaners and their new heavy-duty cream cleanser and a special carry caddy. Both kits include free shipping. Jaws is offering 22% off your order with promo code GARY. So order today, JawsCleans.com, promo code GARY. Well, my house is busy all the time with grandkids, and like you, we're spending more and more time at home, especially in our finished basement. Now, several years ago, I was concerned about a musty smell, so I had an Easy Breathe ventilation system installed, and now the air smells fresh, and I know it's a much healthier environment for all those grandkids. Listen, right now, you can save $250 off a self-install. Do-it-yourself kit. Call 866-822-7328 or visit letter E, letter Z, breathe.com.
2: Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Again, that toll-free number, 800-823-8255, talking about yarding. By the way, I failed to mention talking about poinsettias, and that's not point. It's poinsettia. There's no T in there. Poinsettia. Um, the thing that always comes back to me, and I'll hear from someone, and that's quite all right, because I like hearing from our listeners. Um, email me anytime you'd like. Love, love talking to you. But anyway, the poinsettia toxicity myth. The myth, and this all started 50, 60 years ago. I don't know, even longer than that ago. And and I I believe it came out of Hawaii or somewhere. But anyway, the myth about the fact that Ponsettias are deathly toxic. And, of course, that is a total myth. Scientific research from the Ohio State University proved many years ago that the Ponsettia is non-toxic to both humans and pets. Uh, All parts of the plants were tested, including the leaves and sap, And, of course, check out the uh, ASPCA. They've taken that off their list as far as toxic to cats and dogs. What they do mention is the fact that it can cause a a mouth irritation. Um, If you have a pet that's ailing, really, you know, in sick, really bad condition, and would happen to chew one of these very bitter-tasting leaves, um, it could cause other issues with that. But uh, under most common circumstances, um, these are not deathly toxic to pets and humans. Um, as a matter of fact, the research showed from the, from the uh, poison control centers that a child would have to ingest 500 to 600 leaves. 500 to 600 leaves. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20. There's about 40 to 50 on one plant. So that's 10 plants in order to, achieve, to exceed the experimental doses that found no toxicity. All right, now they're not labeled to be meant to be eaten, blah, blah, blah. And that sap that comes out of that white sap can cause a skin rash, uh, you know, something like that. But otherwise, they are not deathly toxic. It has been proven. Uh, so if you have an issue with that, that, that's it doesn't happen. But nevertheless, like I've always said, if you're not sure and you have an issue with it, don't buy a Ponsettia. I totally get it. Or put it up on a shelf somewhere so it's away from the uh, kids or from the pets. Um, that may chew on a very bitter, from what I understand because I've never chewed on it myself, a bitter-tasting uh, leaf. But again, it is not deathly toxic. It has been proving, proven by research, and the ASP, ASPCA has taken it off of their list and did that several years ago, uh, toxicity to cats and dogs, although causing could cause some stomach uh, problems or rashes around the mouth or whatever uh, from the sap, but otherwise should not be deathly toxic toxic 800-823-8255 we're talking about yarding as we are winding down the 2022 gardening gardening season and uh you know there's still plenty of time to plant uh you know if you don't have snow covering the ground um if your ground is still workable soil still workable still plenty of time to plant as a matter of fact i mentioned last week still planting around our patio i'm replacing planting some uh, japanese use this weekend it's supposed to be re- it's uh some showers here this morning So I'll wait till this afternoon or tomorrow, but adding a few more of those, transplanting a couple plants, doing some final mulching in that area, watering everything in, and, of course, planted some uh, magnolias a couple weeks ago and a few other plants still watering. My hose is still out there, and my sharp square spade is still out there, as those are my two last tools that I put away at the end of the season. Because I'm still planting and I'm still watering. And if you've got evergreens out there and it's dry in your area, don't forget, you got to keep some moisture around the moisture, the, the root system of those plants, but they're not going to do very well over the wintertime, especially newly planted evergreens, arborvitae, junipers, taxis, boxwood, laurels, rhododendrons, and azaleas, whatever it may be. If it's dry in your area and you don't have good moisture in the ground right now, make sure you are watering those plants. They do not totally shut down over the winter. They're always losing moisture out of those needles so uh, or leaves, depending if it's a broadleaf or needled evergreen. So during the wintertime, you get a warm day, you get a sunny day, you get a windy day, there's moisture and more moisture being released out of those than under normal circumstances, so they're needing moisture from the ground. And if you don't have it in the ground, guess what? That's where you start to get winter burn or winter damages. And if it's really bad... And they use up all the moisture that's in those needles. Then they go to the stems, and now you get stem dieback as well. If, you're, if you've if planted evergreens over the last year or maybe two years, and you know, you're know you going to water them well right up until the holidays, right up until the, the Christmas, New Year's, uh, and then kind of back off because usually we get into the winter and you don't want the hose hooked up anymore, and it's tough to get out there. If you don't get good rainfall in January and February – you need to keep a 5 gallon bucket on hand or two or three of them and fill those up with water in the house, garage, whatever it may be, and carry those out on a, a little bit warmer day during the winter, maybe once or twice a month and dump that around the base of the plant to make sure it has good moisture in that immediate root ball. Very very important to do that for those evergreens. Um you know, deciduous plants that lose their leaves in the winter in the winter time I'd still water right up until the holidays, and you probably are good to go January and February. But I'm telling you, if you want to make sure you don't have winter damages coming out of the winter with those evergreens, make sure you continue to keep good moisture around the base of those plants. And you can help them out. Make sure you read the label before you use this. You can also help to cut down uh, moisture loss out of those needles and leaves by spraying with wilt-proof or wilt-stop it's a pine resin. It's an all-natural product that coats the leaves, helps to seal in the moisture a little bit more, and just kind of helps to cut down on moisture being lost out of the out of the stems and out of the leaves and the needles as well. Uh, so you might want to consider doing that. There are restrictions on plants that you can use them on. The timing is right as far as putting it down. You got to look at a little bit, you know, 45, 50 degree sunny day to get it on there so it dries. Um, but it is well worth trying. Um, if you've had issues with uh, with uh, plants having winter damage uh, over the wintertime, try that as well. And for you folks that have not put up your live cut Christmas tree or live bald and burlap tree or using live greens, those two products also can be used there to help seal in the moisture so uh, to keep them fresher longer. So keep that in mind as well. Wilt will stop and wilt we'll proof. Before we take a break and uh, talk to Dr. Dan Herms in our next hour, Dick from Dayton, good morning! Morning, how are you? I am great, and yourself?
4: Good, good. Not after last Saturday, though, are you? A
2: little disappointed with those Buckeyes?
4: Oh,
2: jeez.
4: <laughs> um, hey, Burl and the Bengals rock, don't they?
2: Boy, i tell you what, they're uh, they're kicking some butt right now, there's no doubt.
4: Well, you know, I took the tail end, I put it right on. Yes, uh, I switched over. The Browns beat Tampa Bay in overtime, Yeah, which was... Yeah. Well you're
2: good. you're a Brownie fan too, so you got you know you got both of them there and you got the quarterback coming back this week, so you should be a happy camper.
4: Yeah, yeah. Now you play- and I just wanted wanted to tell you and Danny the Christmas party went over really well. Good. We had sixty five people and they took me took my picture. I was playing uh I was dancing on rocking around the Christmas tree. How about that?
2: You were dancing to rocking around the Christmas tree? <laughs>
4: Yeah, it was so cool. I like that we song. I loved it. And uh, I uh, have to go to our party tonight with the Dolsmers. So it's pretty packed. We got three banjo players, two, uh, let me see, a bass and a fiddle. We have a good time. One guy drives all the way down. You want to believe from Lexington, Kentucky.
2: Really? Coming up from Lexington? So, yeah. So where, where is this happening tonight? Is this open to the public?
4: Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, open the play. It's down at the first Brethren Church in, in uh, Tip City. Yeah, that's open to the public. It's We play every every month there, and it's uh, sort of a little party tonight. I was going to go see a friend of mine. That How do we get there, Dick? Huh? Where, where is, How do where, we get where's, there?
2: Where's the Brethren Church? Is that right off the expressway?
4: Uh, you go, okay, 75. Yeah? And you go to, uh, I'm sorry, Tip City. Yeah? You'll see in five. You go through town 571, and then you turn left, and there's that church. It's called the uh, Church of the Brethren. Anybody can come play. Sounds it, good. It'll be
2: from six, 6 to 8 o'clock. 6 okay. to 8 o'clock, and you can see Dick. Maybe he'll even do his dance of rocking around the Christmas tree. Hey, have a, we'll talk to you next week, Dick. Appreciate the call. Okay, bye. bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, quick break. We come back. We're going to talk to Dr. Dan Herms. And again, like I said, you know, when it comes to fighting climate change, we you know all new planting trees is a great solution no doubt about it. But Dr. Herms is gonna, has done a lot of research and is going to give us his theory on the kinds of trees we're planting today. Is that what we want to be planting for the future? We're going to find out from Dr. Dan Herms coming up next here in the garden with Ron Wilson.
0: Do it yourself, Gardener, at 1 800 823 TALK. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
4: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions
0: apply. See website for details.
1: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed.